Hello, and welcome to the Purse Coach Podcast. I am Jess, and I am so excited that you are here with me today listening to this podcast on this beautiful day. Even if it's raining out, we have so much to be grateful for. On this podcast, I am not only going to share about money, but money is a huge part of this podcast, but I'm also going to share about uh, parenting and my journey with mental health, with anxiety specifically, and um, parenting three boys on a farm and with our cockapoo Casper and all of the fun that we have. And I am really wanting to just connect and talk about life in general because life can be hard, it can be difficult, but it is always a beautiful journey. And I don't just want to talk about the fluff. I really want to dive deep and really share some of my struggles because they may be some of your struggles as well. We're going to talk money a lot on this podcast and budgeting and paying off debt and really becoming financially secure because I am a huge advocate for everyone having a budget and really managing their money wisely. So without further ado, let's dive on in. In this episode, we are going to talk about how to budget on a low income. Now, I am a firm believer that everybody, regardless of their income level, whether that is low or high, needs to have a budget. I know that budget a budget can be a scary word, but a budget is needed no matter how much money you make. A budget is just telling your money where to go. It is simply putting your money into different places and you can see that on a spreadsheet or on a paper that you've written it out on or an app. A budget does not need to be restrictive, but you can make it restrictive. If you have a low income, you definitely need to have a budget, again, to simply tell your money where to go. There were many times before I started to do a monthly budget that I didn't know where my hard-earned money went. I would get my paycheck, and I swear a week later, my money was gone. My money was like my socks, you know, the ones that disappear from your dryer, and I swear those things sprout legs and just up and walk away, and it's always the nice socks, and then I have one but not the other, and I can't wear them without matching don't do not do not let your money be the disappearing socks. You do not want your money to find legs and run away. So we need to create a budget to have a plan for where our money is going. So how do you budget on a low income? Well, budgeting itself is a simple task. However, it is not always easy, especially in the beginning. But I'm going to walk you through a few steps um, in order to start a budget. If you are not driving or you're able, able to, I would write these down. But otherwise, you can come back to this episode and write them down. But we're going to talk about the steps to creating a simple budget. Step number one, you're going to write down all of your monthly income. This includes your job. So let's say you have a salary. If you do any other types of side hustles or, or you have a second job or you babysit on the side or you 
uh, walk dogs or you're selling clothes or unwanted, unused items in your house, any type of money you're bringing in, you want to write that down. Next, step number two, you're going to write down all of your expenses, all of your monthly spending. If there's more than one of you in the house, it all needs to be in there. This includes your bills, like your mortgage and rent, your food, your uh, debt payments, your clothing, everything you are spending money on needs to be on here. If you're not sure what the what uh, your expenses are, a good rule of thumb is to look over the last three months of your spending. So look over the last three months of your credit card statements and your bank transactions. So that's num- that's actually step number three is to do that. Step number four is prioritize your spending. So start with your four walls. You're going to put this on your budget first. The four walls include your shelter, your food, your transportation, and utilities. Now, when I'm talking about food, I'm talking about groceries and making food at home, not uh, spending money on other things like that. Or not not talking about out to eat and um, sit-down restaurants, fast food, things like that. Sorry, my family came in and I had to talk to them for a moment and I was going to edit this out, but you know what? This is real life. I have three kids and a husband and a dog and the dog barks and they just came in from snowmobiling. It is spring break when I'm recording this. So we're going to prioritize your spending. So start with your four walls. Again, that includes your shelter, food, transportation, and utilities. This food includes your groceries, the food you're making at home, not necessarily your sit-down, fine dining, out-to-restaurants every night type of spending. So you want to, again, include um, your kind of necessities here, your four walls necessities, okay? Okay. Uh, Step number five, make sure you have a small emergency fund. So a savings account for emergencies only. I typically suggest having, um, especially if you still have debt, having anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000 in your um, starter or small emergency fund. It is not a matter of if an emergency happens, but a matter of when it happens. And when an emergency happens, you want to have a little bit of cash set aside to cover those smaller emergencies. Step number six is once you've got your list of all of your spending and expenses, then you can focus on cutting costs. If that is an area, if you have debt and you're wanting to pay your debt off faster, or if um, you are spending more than you're making, you're finding out, I want you to find um, areas where you can cut your costs, decrease your spending. Um, Lots of times this is from those going out to eat, um, restaurants, uh, those kind of convenient type foods. So prepackaged foods and snacks, stopping at convenience stores or gas stations to get a snack, um, that all of that adds up. And typically that stuff is more expensive because you are paying for the convenience of somebody else making the food, cleaning up after you, doing the dishes, et cetera. Step number seven is to use cash. This is a really great idea, especially if you are tending to overspend because you are uh, less likely 
to spend, uh, you are more likely to spend less money when you pay for cash. So when you are using cash, there is a transaction that occurs. You are handing over your hard-earned cash in place of you are getting something. When you swipe a card, a credit card, or even a debit card, you tend to not feel that emotion and feel that kind of, ouch, that hurts, I'm spending this money as as much or at all. And so using cash is a wonderful idea. Make sure again to keep track of all of your income, including your regular job and other side jobs. Um, I suggest selling household items that you no longer use or need to bring in some extra money, especially if you're working on paying off your debt. Let's talk a little bit about um sinking funds. This is something that you can do. It's um, or a savings account, or um, I like to call them uh, savings buckets. But these are, is a savings account or a cash envelope that you use and you save money throughout a set amount of time. Um, for example, Christmas. So I put $100 into my savings bucket or sinking fund for Christmas every month for 12 months. So I start in January and by December, in December, I will have $1,200 in that envelope or in that account. And that is to use specifically for that category, for that Christmas category. So you could use these sinking funds or savings buckets for really anything, but good. Um, some good examples of them are for clothing, holidays, gifts, um, let's say um, taxes, like auto registrations, things like that. So what you would do here is you would take... Um, how much you want in that account at what time and then figure out how many months you have until then and take that total amount divided by the total of months you're going to be saving. And that's what you get for your monthly contribution that you need to be um, saving and putting into these funds. Next, we want to um, again, or I now want to talk about um your emergency fund for when your debt is paid off, if that is one of your goals. So once your debt's paid off, besides a house, we I like to say, is um, focusing on building your emergency fund. Because again, it's not if an emergency will happen, but when an emergency happen. Uncle Murphy, as in Murphy's Law, he shows up on my doorstep, and I know he's going to show up on your doorstep. And I want you to be prepared for him because no one likes when Uncle Murphy shows up and you don't have an emergency fund in place because that's just no fun. And so I suggest if you um, have a quote unquote stable job and you are working for someone else, an employer, to have three to six months of um, your monthly expenses in that emergency fund. Now, if you are self-employed employed, or you have maybe not so much of a stable job where you know your job is kind of high risk for losing your job, I know everybody's job isn't, you know, is kind of replaceable or we're not all guaranteed a job. But if you know that you are a seasonal worker or you get a lot, you know, laid off or lose your job every couple of years because you're in a certain sales type job, you're going to want 
12 months or more saved in your emergency fund. But again, when you are um, paying off debt, you're going to want to keep a lot less than that. You're going to want to keep $1,500 to $2,000 is typically what I say. There are a lot of experts out there that use $1,000, which is fine if that's what you want to do. However, I just feel that, especially in my household, most of our emergencies are more than $1,000. So I like to have that in place. Also, I suggest if you're able to, in whatever account you are spending or paying your bills out of, I think it's a good idea to have a buffer in there. So a little bit extra money. So say I pay my bills out of my checking account and I know that you know I have $500 in there and $500 is coming out on you know th- this month. I don't want to only have $500 in there. I want to have maybe six, seven, $800 in there. I want a couple hundred dollars as a buffer um, just to make sure that I, if I overspend, it's there. And, or if I get my dates mixed up on when something's coming out, a bill is coming out, I don't want to go into the negative in my account and possibly um, have to pay a fee. Let's talk a little bit more about cutting costs wherever you can. So I Try not to buy any more um, of the single package like crackers and snacks and things like that. I really try to buy in a little bit more in bulk. And then if I want my kids to just be able to grab and go um, a smaller portion of, say, animal crackers then or pretzels, then I, I package them up at home. So I get at home, I open the bag and I put them into little Ziploc bags and then they can grab and go. Um, I admit that it is not the um, you know, it's not as convenient to do it that way, but I feel that I'm saving quite a bit of money and it's really not that time consuming to just bag up little baggies of snacks. I also highly suggest, um, you do a meal plan. So plan out your meals. Um, usually I suggest about a week at a time. Now, again, I'm going to admit that I am not the best at meal planning and I definitely go in spurts. You know, I'll be good at meal planning for a few weeks and then I'll go a month or two without meal planning. But, and I kind of go back and forth. But when I meal plan, I 100% spend less money at the grocery store. So, It's very important that we try to plan ahead on things like our groceries. So there are times when I spend a little or certain months or even weeks where I spend a little bit more at the grocery store and then other months where I spend a little bit less. And so, but spending, uh, but buying money or I'm sorry, but buying groceries at a grocery store is going to be way cheaper than going out to eat. For my family of five, and we have kids still, however, two of them are more eating off the adult menu now. But for our family of five, for a sit-down restaurant, not, not even a fancy sit-down restaurant, we spend anywhere from 100 to $130 with a tip. And that's just for five of us. And a lot of times we aren't even buying alcohol or, or pop. We're Sometimes or a couple of us will, but a lot of times that's just for the food. It's crazy. That's a huge chunk of my money. And I don't like spending that all the time going out to eat. So we try to um, meal plan or eat as at home as much. Also, I am a huge leftover fan. I don't love eating leftovers, but when I know that I'm saving a lot of money by eating that, 
leftover burger versus going and getting a new one, I will eat that leftover burger. <laughs> Let's see. So I just want to reiterate that, again, having a budget does not mean that it has to be restrictive. A budget just gives you a plan for your money and you will know where it's going. I also, um, there are many types of budgeting methods. And so um, I will do an, an episode on budgeting methods. You can head on over to pursecoach.com. I have blogs on different budgeting methods. And I've done um, some social media videos on it as well that you can find on my social media. Uh, Purse Coach Jess on Instagram and Purse Coach um, on Facebook. So using different or figuring out which budget method is going to work best for you is really up to you and how and your personality and kind of how how much time and how in depth you want to go with budgeting so there are certain ones like the plan ahead method is a super simple easy budgeting method that i recommend to beginner budgeters or those of us that are super busy which is all of us but those of us that are super busy that don't have that desire to spend a lot of time on their budgeting. I tend to spend a little bit more time on my budgeting, but it's something that I've I really enjoy doing now. Whereas when I was just starting out, I was probably more of a plan ahead type budgeter. And I um just really think that you know yourself best and you know what is what type of plan, uh, planning and budgeting is going to work for you. One more um, topic that I just want to hit on, and not everybody's going to love me for this, but that's all right. I have to be the bad aunt once in a while or the bad friend, the, the, I don't know, realistic one here. So if you are are, um, spending more than you're making and you are not spending frivolously or spending on a lot of extras, you may need to look at downsizing. If you're continuing to spend more than you make, you've worked hard. Um, and you, or if you've worked hard and you've taken on a second job and you still can't make ends meet, um, you may need to look at downsizing. My family and I, we actually sold our, um, gorgeous one, one and a half year old destination camper that we had only had for about a year and to pay off our remaining debt. And, we were very, very blessed that we had this camper to sell. Um, I know that a lot of people don't, but it was a difficult decision because, you know, it was a place, it was like our second home. It was a place that we were making memories and we enjoyed going to. Um, but we just decided that the debt on it and how, and by selling our camper, we were able to pay off the remaining camper loan, the remaining truck loan my husband had on his truck and put a little bit of money in our emergency fund. So to us, by selling the camper, it made the most sense to us to sell that camper and get out from under that mountain of debt that we had um, besides our home. And it just it just worked for us. But that was not an easy decision. And obviously, not everybody has that option to make. But a lot of people are um, spending way too much money per month on their house. And so it may be that you want to take a look at downsizing, at selling your house or selling something and um, using that to get into a better financial standing. Now, 
I don't say that lightly. That is probably the very, very, very last thing I would look at doing with selling my house, downsizing in order to um, pay off my debt and and all of that. There is way more to it than just (laughs) saying that that's what you should do. But it may be something that would help you in the long run. It is so much easier to get into debt than get out of debt. You can wander into debt mindlessly without thinking too much about it, but you can't just wander out of debt. And you have to work hard to pay off that debt and to pay more than the minimum payment because when you're paying the minimum payment and you have debt, you are putting, you are paying so much more money per month on things that you already have. So for example, when we had our camper, we were paying, going to pay in the long run and paying during that journey so much more in interest. I think it was going to be like 20 some thousand dollars in interest if we would have kept it and paid the minimum payments throughout the duration of our loan on that. And that's just crazy to me, crazy. But so look at look at um, your debt and your um, your contract. I would look at your how many months you're paying on it, how many you know how much your balance, your interest rate, and everything like that. And then figure out a way. There are really two really good um, ways to pay off your debt and uh, methods to do that. And I would check out my blog post on that. I have um, courses on paying off your debt. I mean, there is just the the great news is is there are options out there but i would definitely definitely be paying more on your debt than the minimum payments okay so even if you don't have or mind having debt you still need a budget to manage your money okay so just because you a if you don't have debt that's great you still need a budget b if you have debt but you're like that's okay i don't mind having a car payment it gets me around it's it's um an uh, uh i can't think of the word secure <laughs> secure um mode of transportation that is not the word i'm looking for but that's okay um and you don't mind having that debt, that's okay, but you still need a budget, again, to manage your money and um, and to be getting ahead financially. I'm not saying that you have to be debt-free or anything like that, but a budget is for everyone. So again, when you are on a low income and trying to budget, I would just keep track of everything. Um, I would definitely look into the plan ahead method. That is a great budgeting method. I have um, a course, Budgeting for Busy Moms, that goes over that method in depth. And that is a um, really wonderful, quick course. You can have that course. It's a self-paced online course. You can have it done in like 30 minutes. Head on over to pursecoach.com for more information. But again, everybody needs a budget. And just because you're on a low income, that is okay. You can still get ahead financially. And I am so, so happy that you took the time to listen to this podcast and to um, invest in yourself. I think that it's so important, especially these days, to always be investing in ourselves and trying to improve ourselves. And I want you to have a great day and make it a great day because every day we should be so thankful and grateful for.